Catechism of the Catholic Church in a year. Today's day number 159, and we begin with number 1172. In celebrating this annual cycle of the Mysteries of Christ, Holy Church honors the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with a special love. She is inseparably linked with the saving work of her Son. In her, the Church admires and exalts the most excellent fruit of redemption and joyfully contemplates, as in a fabulous image, that which she herself desires and hopes wholly to be. When the Church keeps the memorials of martyrs and other saints during the annual cycle, she proclaims the Paschal mystery in those who have suffered and have been glorified with Christ. She proposes them to the faithful as examples who draw all men to the Father through Christ, and through their merits she begs for God's favors. The mystery of Christ, his incarnation and Passover, which we celebrate in the Eucharist, especially at the Sunday assembly, permeates and transfigures the time of each day through the celebration of the Liturgy of the Hours, the Divine Office. This celebration, faithful to the apostolic's exhortations to pray constantly, is so devised that the whole course of the day and night is made holy by the praise of God. In this public prayer of the Church, the faithful, clergy, religious, and lay people exercise the royal priesthood of the baptized, celebrated in the form approved by the Church, the Liturgy of the Hours is truly the voice of the bride herself, addressed to her bridegroom. It is the very prayer which Christ himself, together with his body, addresses to the Father. The Liturgy of the Hours is intended to become the prayer of the whole people of God. In it, Christ himself continues his priestly work through his church. His members participate according to their own place in the church and the circumstances of their lives. Priests devoted to the pastoral ministry because they are called to remain diligent in prayer and the service of the world, religious by the charism of their consecrated lives, all the faithful as much as possible. Pastors of souls should see to it that the principal hours, especially Vespers, are celebrated in common in church on Sundays and on the more solemn feasts. The laity, too, are encouraged to recite the divine office either with the priests or among themselves, or even individually. The celebration of the Liturgy of the Hours demands not only harmonizing the voice with the praying heart, but also a deeper understanding of the liturgy and of the Bible, especially of the Psalms. The hymns and litanies of the Liturgy of the Hours integrate the prayer of the Psalms into age of the Church, expressing the symbolism of the time of day, the liturgical season, or the feast being celebrated. Moreover, the reading from the Word of God at each hour, with the subsequent responses, or troparia, troparia, and readings from the Fathers and spiritual masters at certain hours, reveal more deeply the meaning of the mystery being celebrated, assist in understanding the Psalms, and prepare for silent prayer. The Lectio Divina, where the Word of God is so read and meditated that it becomes prayer is thus rooted in the liturgical celebration. The Liturgy of the Hours, which is like an extension of the Eucharist celebration, does not exclude, but rather in a complementary way, calls forth the various devotions of the people of God, especially adoration and worship of the Blessed Sacrament. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know, I think it's... Um, you know, 
it was a very quick two paragraphs on the sanctoral, right, which is this understanding of the the feast of the saints that are celebrated throughout the year, and then that, and and why do we do that? Why do we have these these different levels, this memorial and feast and solemnity? Why do we have these commemorations of all of these saints? It kind of seems a little unnecessary, right? Because we we still always only worship Christ, but we have these reminders and. And do we need to, you know, as, you know, we know that the saints provide a good witness and they provide a good, and they are such great intercessors for us. But even with that in mind, why do we need to have them within the life of the church? Why do we have it in, within the liturgy of the church, I should say? Um, and and it kind of gives us a good reminder is because it's an extension of the Paschal mystery that Christ did not come to save us without us. He didn't come to just throw it out there and be like, this is just an intellectual exercise and good luck, you know, just accept it, move on. Uh, this is just a one-time thing and don't worry about it after that. No, what the what a reminder of the, the bringing the saints into the, the work of the liturgy does is to say, we're called into this mystery. We're not just passive members of it, but truly we're meant to be, you know, transformed transfigured in 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 it and it's a beautiful thing even if it is a bit mysterious to us at, at times even if it is a little bit kind of you know off of what we would say um is a normal thing but the the liturgy of the hours i think is is probably one of the best ways to really be able to understand how how um prayer prayer works within the church you know, first thing is we got to recognize that calling it liturgy of the hours, we often will talk about a priest has a duty to pray five times a day. And so, you know, five hours a day, well, that seems like a, a lot and probably is a bit excessive. And it would be if that were exactly <laughs> exactly how much priests pray a day. Um, but they don't take an hour to do each one. Oftentimes they take as little as two minutes. Most of them take longer than that, but the daytime prayer is very short. Um, most of nighttime prayer is an examination of conscience. So, uh, or night prayer. Um, but the idea of them is to sanctify the day. This public prayer of the church, this really official prayer of the church, I think one of the things that, I don't know if that it was really discussed, but I have no duty, I, I have zero obligation to celebrate Mass every day. If if tomorrow I, I don't, I miss Mass, it, it, it probably is not a good sign, but it's not it's not the end of the world. If If tonight, if I skip Vespers, um, that's a mortal sin, right? <laughs> like well, that's part of my promise. It's a strong part of my promise. Um, when I, um, when I knelt in front of the bishop at my ordination is to pray, uh, the, the liturgy, the hours in its fullness every day. And it has several things. And I, and I will say just speaking from my own personal experience of having, uh, now prayed the liturgy, the hours pretty, you know, with, with great fidelity for, um, about 10 years, 11 years now, is it does have, it does have a great effect on the spiritual life in a very positive way. And, and in certain very concrete ways, one, it does kind of ground you, right? It does, you do kind of, um, have a greater understanding of time and, and what becomes a priority because I, you know, I know when I wake up, you know, I got to make a very quick, uh, decision to, to do, uh, at least morning prayer, but oftentimes also office of readings. And it helps to, you know, kind of stop in the middle of the afternoon and say, um, give a thanksgiving to God through daytime prayer. One of which actually says this midday moment of rest is a, is a gift um, as, as the closing prayer. But 
but even more than that, it is the exact mystery that is, is talked about is you can say most of these hours very quickly. I, I can probably do all five hours. If I really tried, I could be done in, I don't know, 18, 25 minutes at the most, right? Um, but it also can take a lot longer. And, and that's the beauty is that it, it reminds us that our prayer can be rote and it can be just reading and quick and let's see how let's see how fast we can get this done. But it also can be a great moment of of resting in relationship and also get, highlights the fact that scripture sits at the center of our or as as a, a great gift to our, our personal prayer life that we're meant to meditate on it frequently. But not only that, but also the wisdom of the saints. The Office of readings, the second reading is never from scripture. It's always from uh, the saints or the church. It's meant to say that God still is talking. He's still revealing himself to us. And he reveals himself in and through the church and in and through his saints. And that's a great gift to us. And it should draw us to a deeper prayer, a deeper understanding and love of his word, and a deeper understanding of how God still is active in our lives. Because if he can speak to these saints throughout history, if he can still speak to the church down to our very day, why would he not still also be trying to speak to us? What is different about us that that says he won't say something to us? He won't call us to that same greatness. It should be a great sign of hope to be praying in these liturgy hours to say, and God is still talking to me to this very day.